happy to be here and you're listening to the podcast happy to be here hi sorry it's been like a while since I've recorded so I'm very very happy today especially um but how are you guys feeling feeling okay feeling not so okay um if you're not feeling okay I'm sorry for you and I hope maybe listening to this you feel better and I hope you have a better day therapy has been going very good I now have a consistent time slot and day with my therapist. Yay! Um, she had a new opening, um, so it's nice. Now I don't have to, like, scramble every week and, like, rearrange my plans around my therapist. So I'm very happy about that. And my mental health has been better. Um, she said I have, I think what it's called, persistent depressive disorder. So it kind of comes and goes. And right now we're on a high. So I'm riding that high. I went to Six Flags yesterday with my work besties. Um, haven't been there since high school. Let me tell you, very fun. Um, I felt very youthful. I felt very hip. Um, but my body is decrepit. and <laughs> Which works because now I'm sitting at a desk for most of the day and then I go home. So yeah, I'm doing, I'm doing good, guys. So today's episode, I am joined by me, myself, and I. Um, it is Pride Month as all my girls, gays, and theys are aware. And I don't really have uh, many lesbian friends. And when I say many, I mean I have one friend who's a lesbian. And we actually used to see each other romantically. So I did think about asking her to come on. And then I decided against it. Because we are newer friends, you know. And... Not everyone likes to go on air. I have a lot of friends of mine who are supporters on the sidelines who don't want to come on the show, and that's, you know, their choice. But anyways, I really just wanted to talk about being a lesbian and, you know, women loving women attraction because I think it's not really talked about. And even when I was preparing for this episode and trying to find resources and, like, other people who discuss, like, lesbian issues and lesbianism in general... It's not very present on social media and even in, you know, print media, etc. Yeah, so I just wanted to come on here and talk about being a lesbian. Um, oh, also recently uh, I had a little fun comment made about me that my only personality trait was being gay, which is kind of homophobic because it's reducing my personality down to me being gay. It's just, it's not a good look to say that to someone. So just for those of you who don't know, um, that's not a compliment. Um, it's actually an insult, and it's used to other people and make people feel bad about being their true selves. So this is dedicated to all the people who think my only personality trait is being gay. Um, it is not, but thank you for being a hater, and I hope you're listening, and you can hear me talk about being gay for however long I record today. I came out as lesbian in November of last year. Um, if you're a frequent listener of the podcast, you know that I've been, uh, I came out as bisexual in 2018, so I've been out for a while now, but 
coming out as lesbian was specifically scary because when you're bisexual, you are more accepted uh, just because you are still kind of in the norm. You're attracted to men. And also, too, when you're a lesbian, women view you very differently than versus you being bisexual. So part of me was scared, too, that a lot of the friends I had and maybe even acquaintances I had would like other me or see me differently. And I know deep down that like my true friends were going to be there and be supportive of me. But still, it was just kind of scary. You know, it's an intrusive thought thinking that you're going to lose friends when you come out. But yeah, it took me a while to kind of come to the realization I was a lesbian. Um, I think deep, 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 deep down, I knew. But I did date a man for two years. And it was like a real relationship. I think some people assume that since I'm a lesbian, every relationship I have with a man is like invalid and inauthentic. And that's just not true. Like I did have feelings for men at a point. It just wasn't true, deep, romantic feelings. You know, it was more of like the idea of so-and-so. And it just wasn't the same as like how I feel about women, basically. But yeah, just the way I came to it was just dating my ex-girlfriend, to be honest. Um, we did have a pretty messy breakup, but, you know, I, I do give her a lot of credit. And she did, you know, help me come to this realization just by dating me, you know. So I know she hates me, but thank you. <laughs> but thank you um, for just helping me realize who I was. Like I said, I know you hate me, but thank you. Part of the thing that comes with being a lesbian and being gay in general is that you kind of feel like an imposter and you doubt yourself. It took me a really long time to also figure out I was lesbian because I would just get in my head about it. It almost felt bad and like I felt guilty calling myself a lesbian because in my head before I even told anyone because I was like, what if I'm actually not? Like I don't want to like use this label and then it'd be wrong. And then I did some research on it because I was very traumatized. Also, there's no author to, to this, so I have no way to cite my source. Um, just know it's a lesbian who really helped out a lot of fellow lesbians. All right, so many questioning women have a hard time sorting through their attraction because of hypotheticals. Our culture in general disregards or challenges women loving women's attraction, and it gives us anxiety that we need to know 100% that we are not and we will never be attracted to men no matter what, in order to claim labels. It's hard to do that as a young person who is just learning about themselves, flooded with what-ifs about the future. Because of this, you might feel like you can't rule out being attracted to men, because you might hypothetically be attracted to one someday. Who knows? And that was like my main struggle. I was like, what if I meet a guy, and I'm attracted to him, and we're vibing, and it works out, and I want to date? Like, I don't want to call myself a lesbian because of this hypothetical perfect man that I've never even remotely met and that might not even exist. You know, you just get in your head. And then uh, actually this part of the lesbian master dot goes through actual traction versus compulsorily, compulsor, oh God, my English major is just writhing right now. Compulsory heterosexuality. Um, so the actual traction to this dilemma is you imagine a hypothetical future where you end up with a man and it feels exciting and makes you feel good and hopeful and happy and right. It's a nice feeling and is comfortable to think about, reassuring, versus comp hat. You imagine a hypothetical future where you end up with a man and it makes you feel uncomfortable, scared, sad, disappointed, wrong. 
it's an upsetting thing to think about and you hope it doesn't happen. You don't want to end up with a man if you feel like you could. And if you know me and we're friends, you know when I was a freshman in college, I never wanted to get married. And I never wanted to end up long-term with a man. And when I would think about getting married to a guy, it just didn't feel fulfilling for me. When I was in a relationship, a serious relationship, I did think about it and it did make me excited. But then I would think about the actual realities of it. And I was like, this isn't going to work. Like, I'm just not built to be with the man long term. So for people who are doubting themselves, just know it might just be hypotheticals. You know, don't let hypotheticals pull you back from being who you are and like just trying out something, you know. And the thing is, I wasn't like disgusted or horrified by men. Like I'm still not, like I'm not gonna lie. There are some aspects of men that do make me cringe a little bit inside and prevent me from ever, ever having relations with one ever again. However, like, I can look at a man and be like, oh yeah, he's attractive. Like, I'm kind of attracted to him, but not really in the same sense that I am to women. So that was also a struggle for me. It's, just, it's like, I'm not repulsed by men. And I think that's a stereotype that lesbian women just like, hate men or disgusted and grossed out by men and they've never let a man touch them. There are tons of lesbians who have had sex with men before they come out. And, you know, it's their own experiences. Some lesbians have never had sex with men, and they've just always known. There's a lot of gray in the area, and sexuality is fluid, you know? But I am a lesbian, and I'll always be a lesbian. And what makes me a lesbian, in my eyes, is that I want to date women, I want to be with women, and I know for a fact that when I get older, like, if I do get a lifelong partner, it's going to be a woman, you know? And some people define lesbianism differently than that, but that's just my definition. You know, I've always kind of liked, you know, and I'm even smiling about it right now talking about it. <laughs> I've always liked the idea of, like, me, you know, I am with a woman, and, like, it's fun to think about and, like, fantasize about, and, you know, it's just not the same with men. So that's how I know deep down that, like, I'm being who I am, is it makes me happy and excited, and I don't know. Being lesbian's a very wonderful, beautiful experience. I have a question from one of my listeners. They asked me, best advice for beginning to date women? And I thought this really tied in well with what I'm trying to talk about here today. Because, like I said, there's no guide to being a lesbian. There's no, like, one person you can go to. I don't even know any older lesbians, personally. The only lesbians I know are from TikTok, you know, and then one in real life she's my age. So I'm kind of using this podcast, this podcast episode as a way to help women who are questioning themselves and, you know, just give my own experience out there because, you know, your experiences matter. So I think it's always, I kind of changed my mind about how I feel about this from the last time I think I talked about this. When you date women and you're a woman or you're, you know, non-binary and you're attracted to women, you don't have to define your sexuality before you date. I think it's okay to just figure things out. You don't owe anyone an explanation about your sexuality. But, like, with that being said, I think if someone asks you, like, point blank, like, someone you're interested in that you've been seeing for a while and they just want to, you know, get a sense of where things are going and you're just not sure, I think it's okay to, you know, tell them and be honest with them. I think if you're just honest and open about, like, what you're doing, it'll be okay. 
Because like I said, your sexuality is a very personal thing. It can also be a very public thing. It's really up to you in your own life. But you don't want to, like, lead anyone on. And also, too, there are, you know, some women out there who, you know, straight women, who do lead lesbian and, you know, bi women and women-loving women on. And that's not okay. So, but if you are genuinely going on dates with women, like, you're probably not leading anyone on. When I came out as bi, I started dating women. And I wanted to, you know, see what was up. It was very scary and it was very intimidating. But that's the only way you're going to know if you actually go out and date women and go see women. So that's my first advice. Go out and do it. <laughs> and just put yourself out there at every chance you get. It's really, really scary to ask a girl out and, you know, to actually do it. Because people are perceiving you in public. And unless you're looking, you know, stereotypically lesbian or mask. You know, people are going to either assume you're friends or they're going to know you're on a date and that can be intimidating. So also make sure you're in a safe area because not every area you live in is going to be accepting of LGBTQ plus people. So just make sure you're in a safe area when you do go on a date. And that's really, really sad that I even have to like say that. But it's true. You know, it's true. Um, but moving on, because we're going to talk about the fun stuff today. Uh, there's not really many rules to dating women. I feel like when you date men and you're a woman, there's a lot of rules. Like, the man usually pays if we're going by stereotypical patriarchal rules. Man usually pays. Usually the man drives. It's just very established. And with women, there's not, like, a role you can take because you're going against the norm. You're going against society. And there are some women-loving women relationships where one girl is more masked appearing and one is more femme appearing but I don't really like to do that because it's also like there's no man in the relationship obviously because it's two women so I don't even like to say like one person pays I think it's good to just pay if you want to pay I usually like to pay um, I think it's nice I think it's polite I think it shows the girl that I care for her and I want to treat her um, I usually like to drive too However, I don't have my own car, so there's no shame in asking someone to come pick you up, which I have done before. I'm like, hey, um, please, can you drive? I would greatly appreciate it. So yeah, that's kind of the nice thing. There's no rules, you know? Um, I also think it's good to like hit each other back and forth, though, if you're going on consistent dates, like one person pays one week and one the next. I think it's so easy to get in your head when you're on a date with a girl. Like, it's just so easy to panic and freak out and just, just feel like, like, it's just scary. It is scary. So just know that the other girl is probably thinking the exact same thing. And if you're in your 20s or you're, you know, in high school or however old you are, if you're especially young, most of the time, like, we're all inexperienced and we're all still learning, too. Um, I talk a big game, but I am a baby gay still. I am still learning. I'm still figuring out. I do date women regularly. And I have been since, oh, gosh, 2019. Wow, it's been a Oh, good for me. I've been dating women for so long. Still so much time to go, though. But yeah, so like I do have experience on my belt, but I'm not an expert. I'm so awkward when I make moves on women. I'm so... <laughs> but women like it, and they giggle, and they laugh. So just like, if you're honest and goofy in yourself, it'll be okay. Just have fun. You know, it's fun dating women. Women are cool. However, don't act like your best friends or your bestie. I think sometimes what happens is especially girls who are just starting to date other girls, they get in their head that it's a friendship 
and it's almost only a friendship. So then it's hard to move past the friendship aspect, even though you're going on dates and you're talking. So then everyone's scared to make moves. So just make sure you're not being like too friendly, you know, that you're also being flirty. Because you want to make sure that like, hey, I'm attracted to you and not just besties, not that, <laughs> not just bestie vibes. Um, also something I want to emphasize too, if you're a woman and you're seeing other women, just, just like don't play games. Cause listen, 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 listen. Um, if you've only dated men, you know, it works on them and you know, it doesn't work on them. And I think sometimes people subconsciously think that that's going to work on women who are also attracted to women. Um, those games do not work and, um, we can see right through them. So if you think you're being slick, just know that you are not. And it almost kind of irritates me. Like women don't think the same way as men do and the same games do not work. Even though I'm attracted to women, just like some men are attracted to women, it doesn't mean that my brain's going to work that same way. Like you can't make a woman jealous the way, the same way you make a man jealous. It's just going to make me want to like get the fuck away. Going on dates with women, I think, is the first step to kind of figuring out what your situation with your sexuality is. And it's also, too, kind of your first exposure to being perceived as someone who's attracted to women or being perceived as a lesbian. And it's kind of scary. Because um, once you accept it with yourself, you have to also realize that other people are either going to accept you or not accept you. And you have to be okay with that deep down. And even though, I don't know, am I okay with being rejected? I think by people I don't know, I don't care, but like if people I know and love reject me as a lesbian, that's very hurtful. But even in public on dates, it doesn't bother me. But it, it does bother me in the sense that like I know the stereotypes that are running through their heads. Um, for instance, uh, with lesbians, you're immediately sexualized. Um, and that's partly because of the culture. It, it, women loving women attraction is usually for men whether that's in porn or whether that's at parties or frat parties specifically, women loving women attraction is used as a way for men's pleasure. And which is also like gross and patriarchal and misogynistic all in itself. It sucks. It sucks because they think that your relationship or what you're doing is not just for you. And I've even talked about this on, you know, Davida's podcast, Core Life Happy Hour. Like, m men would just, like, ask me questions about me dating my ex-girlfriend. And I'm like, why are you, like, so up in my business? Like, you would never ask this if I was in, like, a straight relationship with a man, you know? It's just gross. So it's just part of the stereotypes of being a lesbian specifically because bi women are fetishized and so are gay men. So one of the things I talked about in my women's gender studies classes is that it's called phallic-centric thinking. Um, and that happens a lot in the LGBTQ community. So picture me this. A bi man comes out as bi. And a bi woman comes out as bi. The man, the bi man, is going to be assumed by society that he will eventually turn gay. The bi woman is going to be assumed that she'll eventually turn um, straight. Like she'll go with the man and the, the gay man will go with the man. So stay with me. Both of these lines of thinking are phallic-centric, which means penis-centered for all of you smarties out there because we don't want to gatekeep um, scholarly language. Um, and basically, it's a misogynistic point of view because you're assuming that 
um, not only is bisexuality invalid, but that each person in the scenario is going to end up with a man, which is just gross and disgusting. Heads up to the men, it's not always about you. And I feel like there's also a lot of discourse going on on TikTok with bi women that like, I feel like some bi women get hated on because they date men and they're scared to date women and that, you know, they're, you know, or they're married to a man. And, like, that's totally okay. It is totally okay for bi women to date men. You know, it is it does not invalidate your sexuality whatsoever. You know, so if you're a bi woman and you're scared to date women, it's okay. Don't worry. Do it at your own pace. Another thing about being a lesbian is that, and I've talked about this earlier on the show, that I think everyone just starts to think about your old relationships and then just dissects them for you. Like I, like I said, I dated a man for two years. And one of the things that I was most scared about when I came out as a lesbian was that people were going to berate him or even berate me about that relationship. Because, you know, two years is a long time in your young adult life. And I just didn't want to make him uncomfortable and I didn't want to be uncomfortable. So it was very hostile on my Instagram story when I came out. I was like, if you're not friends with me, don't ask me about my past relationships, blah, 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 blah. Because that was like the thing I was most scared of. And also too, a lot of people from high school followed me on Instagram at that time. And a lot still do. Not so much anymore because people get bothered when I say I hate men. But anyways, um, yeah, so just know too, if you are a lesbian, your past relationships with men are not invalid. Like, those feelings are still, you know, real. They're not the same, but it doesn't mean that it wasn't genuine, you know? And I think, too, like, you shouldn't feel guilty about it either. I think that took me a long time to accept. I just felt so guilty. And, like, for why? You know, I didn't know. And who expects you to? You know, I was, like, 19. I didn't know what I was doing. I was just trying to have fun and have a boyfriend because that was exciting. And that's another thing about lesbianism you're younger and you don't know you're either like boy crazy or you're, you know you're not into guys at all and there's like a spectrum too but for me like I was very boy crazy and I would like get attached super quickly and I would pick people to have crushes on like it wasn't out of actual attraction because I didn't have a boyfriend in high school and I just I wanted to be normal you know I wanted to be accepted my whole life I just wanted to be normal and I'm not and that's okay and I love it about myself now. Yeah, if you're still figuring things out, I wanted to give you some resources too. So, YouTube, uh, we got ContraPoints. She is a trans woman. Uh, I've mentioned her before on here, and she does a YouTube video on shame. Basically, she talks about in this video that she was, you know, she came out as trans, and then she fell in love with this woman when she was dating this guy. And it was a very complicated thing because they were friends, and it's basically her coming to the realization that she's a lesbian. And I think it's a great um, video about comp hat. I think it's a great video on, you know, guilt and, like she said, shame. When you're gay, you experience a lot of shame, especially if you're in the closet. You know, you just, you don't want these feelings. And it's not even based on your religious background or in general. It's just shame, you know, because it's seen as dirty. It's seen as othered. It's not normal. Um, on TikTok, because we know I love TikTok, I found this new account recently, which is really good. Um, it's called Patron Patron Saint of Lesbians. 
which is just a funny name in general. But it's just this uh, lesbian girl. I think she's like 19. I'm going to check right now so I make sure I'm getting it right. Yeah, she is 19. She identifies as a lesbian and a feminist. Um, and she just talks about a bunch of different topics on lesbianism. So using high standards as a reason not to date men, fantasizing about men as lesbian. Um, I like guys until they like me back. It's basically just helping lesbians out and answering questions. And she comes from like a scholarly standpoint too, which I like because, you know, she's using terms and backing up her information. And also we don't like gatekeeping higher education. Um, oh, another video, homophobia, misogyny, fetishizing versus demonizing. Like she's very thorough and I, and I like her content. So I highly recommend it to anyone looking for answers or resources um, for just fun stuff to follow. I love Cowboy Jen on TikTok. Um, she'll talk about, like, stories when she was younger and, like, figuring out if she was a lesbian. Um, I just enjoy it. Another older lesbian, um, Miss uh, Chain Gifted. She's a teacher who teaches gifted children specifically. And she posts just, like, fun content. Um, she's, like, this southern teacher. And, I don't know, it's just nice to see older lesbians. Because, like I've been saying, there's just not a whole lot of visibility out there. So it's nice to see that. Uh, the Lesbian Master Dog, obviously, I've been referencing that throughout this um, show. Great resource. Um, I think it has a lot of nuance in it as well. And it just, it really did help me a lot. And I'm not saying after reading this, you're going to have like 100% clarity. Like you're still probably going to, you know, need to figure shit out. But I do think it helps, you know, and it's nice to have resources like that. Not everyone has the ability to get a higher education or the money to get one. And even though I did have a women's gender studies minor, there was a lot of stuff in that lesbian master doc that I didn't know. I did know about comp hat, but I don't think I knew about it to the extent that I learned in this master doc. So yes, I recommend that. Also, I think another way to figure out if you're a lesbian or if you just are attracted to women is to read some, you know, women-loving women romance stuff. Because who doesn't like a gushy little romance YA novel? I know I do. So I have a few, because obviously. Girl Crush by Kate Haney. Um, I do have to mention something, though, about this book. So when I was looking at the Goodreads reviews on it, um, apparently the author is biphobic. So, and there was like a revised version of the book and I read the revised version and I read this Goodreads article like after I'd already read the book and it didn't seem biphobic to me. However, we do not support biphobic authors on here. So if you can try and get the book maybe as a PDF or for free or I could lend it to you because I actually bought it. I do recommend it in the sense that it's good to see like lesbian content and like lesbian visibility. And in the book, too, there's, like, two older lesbians that own this, like, really cool, like, hip coffee shop. So it's just a nice book in regards to that. We have The Love Curse of Melody McIntyre, which I just finished, um, by Robin Talley. That's really good. It's just a fun read. There's some drama in it. Also, the book starts off with so much anxiety right away um, because the main character is a stage manager. And I've talked about this book before, so I won't go into too much depth, but it's a good read. It's very fast-paced, too. And it's got some really gushy, like, little fun romance parts in it, and I like it. Um, also, Robin Talley has written some other books. As bought one of hers recently from Barnes & Noble, because there's a new Barnes & Noble open right by me, which literally, 
has changed my life again. Really, the main character in this gets drunk in Vegas and then ends up married to a woman. And then she's just trying to figure it out. Um, Oprah recommended this book. So, you know, it's got to be good. Uh, so, yeah, those are my book recs. It's good to expose yourself to women loving women content because, like I said, there's not a lot out there. And growing up, I didn't even know bisexuality was a thing. Obviously, I knew being lesbian was a thing. Um, knew it wasn't great from all the things that the people around me said. Like I said, I'm not an expert. My whole podcast is me just trying to like figure out life, having fun, talking with my friends, talking with whoever I meet, you know, just trying to have a good time here. And we do talk about serious topics. And all I can give you is my experiences. I talked about this on here before. I am, you know, a white, um, middle-class-ish woman who's cis. I do have a lot of privilege and I am lucky to live in the area I do so I can be openly gay. There are many people in the world and the United States who could not live openly gay because they will be killed or beat up or um, you know, trigger warning, raped. Uh, lesbian rape is a thing. People trying to turn you straight, unfortunately. And it's important to acknowledge that I do have privilege. So while it's fun to talk about being a lesbian, I do, like, know what this carries. Like, trust me, you know, I know what this carries. And I know that not everywhere is going to be super accepting for me. Even talking about this on here, you know, I'm putting myself out there to whoever's going to listen to this. Um, if someone really wanted to, you know, find me, they probably could. And that's not good. But I kind of would rather be myself and be open and out there on the internet than be scared and not say anything. Because that's who I am. You know, I'm just happy to be here. I just want to have a good time and talk about some stuff and just be myself. Because it took me a really long time to get here, you know. So yeah, guys. Oh, this is so fun. I have such a good time recording every time, guys. I feel like I get more and more and more and more comfortable and intimate with all of you. So, yeah. Oh, well, I hope you had a good time listening. Um, make sure to follow my Instagram at happy to be here. And follow me on TikTok if you want to see some unhinged, um, cringy gay thirst traps, which I will always provide, at Kate and 1234. All right, guys. This is me.